Okay. Uh, well, actually, just talking about uh, parenting in general is, is probably the thing that would that would help me the most. Um, right. The as a as I posted with the original question that I put on the uh, on the board, um, it, there's a there's a lot that we can say about the about the principles involved, uh, but the practices are themselves very challenging. And I've heard good things of, from third parties who've had an opportunity to see you on Liberty Cruise or whatever, uh, interacting, um, with Izzy. And, um, I'm just curious how you, how you deal with some of these, these issues. Like I, I, I saw the podcast that you did on, on the fact when she's in the, the phase of saying no to everything. Um, I found a really interesting experience there is that, um, frequently we'll ask uh, Meta to do something and she'll say no. And then 30 seconds later, she'll do it anyway. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I've had that too. I've had that too. And she'll she'll flip back and forth between what she likes and you know I do want this and then, oh I don't want that I do want that I don't want that right. Well, yeah. It's, it's, uh, there's lots of that that indecision when it comes to things like food. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like she absolutely doesn't, and then she'll try uh, and all that. And it's even like she'll even when I know she'll absolutely love to eat something. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. So like she'll like oh, I know she's really going to want to eat this, and then she'll say. I don't even want to try it. And and even if it's like some junky stuff like candy or whatever, I'm like, no, I really want to get it. It's like, no way. Why am I forcing my child to eat candy again? <laughs> Why would I be interested in that? That doesn't make any sense, right? Good for her. And she's developing this very interesting sort of restraint, right? So uh, we sort of explain to her what food does to her digestive systems and, and so on at the other end. <laughs> and so, yeah, she'll now say, uh, I will have two chips, but not more because I don't want to get sick or whatever, right? And so, yeah, she's developing this. And that's sort of what we want, right, is to have that kind of restraint uh, that I'm still looking to achieve. But it's good to see <laughs> in a three-year-old. Um, so getting back to some of the um, some of the specifics of uh, – of peaceful parenting. Um, one thing that, and, and I suspect this isn't a problem that you've had given, um, the nature of your, your relationship with your wife, but, um, that since I didn't discover your freedom in radio and your podcasts until well after my daughter was born, I mean, she was, I guess the first time I stumbled across any of your material was like three months ago. And, wow. You know, obviously, you know, she's over two and a half. And and so you've already fallen into these these practices as a parent um, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you, where you, you feel awkward about them, you know, yelling at your kids, but you think it's necessary because it's what you're used to. Um, and so this this breath of fresh air of saying, you know, no, you know what, that, that's really not the right way to do it. And um if you want to raise good, healthy children, then you, you have to stay away from it. Okay, so then it's, well, it's like, and you know, to to give you, I think, a reasonable out uh, from that. It's not something that's in society. Uh, you know, it, it's it, it's not something it's not something that's portrayed in art. It's not something that's in, in any sort of recognizable cultural meme. The idea, I mean, the the idea that you need to be more restrained and more mature with your children than anyone else in your life because they're not there by choice. That's something that, that is just not out there. I mean, yeah, obviously you don't beat them up with belts and stuff. At least I guess most people hopefully understand that that's no good. But as far as yelling, that, and there's lots of stuff out there that says, well, kids can be exasperating and parents lose their tempers and it happens and so on, right? Like there's a lot of excuses out there for this kind of stuff. And there isn't that thing where you you understand 
that this is wrong. Um, and it's more wrong than yelling at your wife. It's more wrong. I mean, everybody gets you don't yell at waiters, right? I mean, right. anybody who yells at a waiter in a restaurant is looked at as kind of a jerk, right? Right. And um, and yet, so that's sort of understood, and that's why you don't see a lot of people yelling at waiters. And it's like, but what the hell does a waiter have to do with your life relative to your own flesh and blood and blah blah blah, <laughs> right? But but it's just it's not out there. It's not common coinage in our culture that this is not the way to go. So I mean, I can completely understand where you're coming from. And the the, the transition to get there. You know, you you can sort of you, you, it's not just habit breaking. It's having to form new approaches and the, the amount of, of patience and creativity demanded is just um, really incredible. But it's incredible. It's 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 at times overwhelming. Um, you know, one of the things that, that we struggle with uh, sometimes is bedtime um, because yeah, I think you said before, it's just it, that's all about the rigid schedule of tax cattle that doesn't have anything to do with how a kid would grow up. And there's, there's yeah. Cause you were saying that it's tough to get them to bed at night and it's tough to get them going in the morning, right? Well, actually we don't have much of a problem in the morning. Um, insofar as a, she just like my daughter typically sleeps fairly late, which is great because then, you know, there's plenty of time for, uh, for adults to wake up in the house before their immediate, requirement upon opening their eyes is to start fulfilling the needs of the child. Um, for me, that, that works out really well because I wake up slow. Um, and it's really nice to be able to get out of bed and catch up on email and uh, have some coffee. What I, think you mean, what I think you mean to say is that you have a Vista boot time. Uh, I, think <laughs> I think that's the way that we – just so we, we speak in the same language. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, so, yeah, or one of those old game consoles that you just have to turn on and then go have a meal and come back and, and start playing again. Um, so, so that works out fairly well. But of course, at night it it can be a much bigger challenge because um, you, you know you try to pick the right motivations to get her even first into the bedroom and then then into bed um, and then with her eyes closed. And and all the while trying to do this in in a gentle and and non-confrontational fashion, rather than just the go to bed now because I said so. Um, well, I can I can show you a few thoughts because I mean everyone wrestles with this who's a parent, right? So I mean I understand that. The first thing to recognize is is it's a compliment that she doesn't want to go to bed. <laughs> I mean I think that's the very like because we think oh my god that's inconvenient, right? But it's a compliment because it means she'd rather be up playing with you. She'd rather be spending time with you than going to bed. <laughs> that is no seriously yeah, no, no, i agree i agree i i'm i have never thought about it that way and i'm going to share i'm looking forward to sharing that with my wife tonight yeah no and and that's it's, it's a great compliment it's like um you, you know you, you don't want to be on the first date with the woman who's constantly checking her watch and then the fake phone call comes with her friend that says her aunt is sick and then she bolts out of there okay. you want the first date to be like oh no it's like it's like you know 11 30 or one in the morning and i still want to keep chatting right so so basically she's saying i really 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 love your company and that's that's the, that's the first thing i think to understand just just so you don't focus so much on how inconvenient it is for you and, and also for her if she doesn't get enough sleep. But but what a compliment it is. So that's I just wanted to mention that. It's a, it's a great place to start. You're, you're trying to deal with the fact that your child loves spending time with you. And Lord knows we should all have problems that tough, right? right. So I just really wanted to point that out. Um, the second thing is, of course, she's not at an age where time means much to her, right? Right. Right. But um, I found it useful to start explaining time as early as possible. And you know what's weird? It's like it's, it's really hard. My daughter is coming up with questions that are really hard. 
you know, why is yesterday not coming back? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we had that with holidays. Uh, <laughs> I, I really want... shouldn't be able to answer this one. You know, I can tell you why the sky is blue. I, you know, I can tell you why the airplanes fly. Why is tomorrow? Why is yesterday still yesterday? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a tough thing to explain. So, so, uh, but I've tr- we've really tried to work on on getting Izzy to understand time. Uh, and of course, there's the obvious stuff. It's daytime. It's, it's nighttime. The sun is going down, and so on. Right. Um, but I also think that the children have an easier time with old-fashioned analog, like hand, hands and minutes and seconds, kind of hours and minutes and seconds. So you might want to get a little clock. You can get them for like 10 or 15 bucks. A little clock where they can see the hands going round and round, right? And you spend a little bit of time explaining that. And, um, and then you also, you know, you need to explain, of course, I'm sure you do, but you need to explain why she needs to go to bed early. Right. So, I mean, it's like explaining why, why do we want you eat, to eat broccoli and not brownies? Uh, you, you need to, you know, here's the digestion and, it, you know, it makes your poops more owie. If you only have candy, it's bad for your teeth. The little bugs dance on your teeth and, you know, they can owie your teeth and then you have to go to the dentist and it's not a lot of fun. So, so the explanation to me is key. I find the resistance goes down enormously with and the explanation can take a long time. And so you need to say, or at least you don't need to say, but what I found useful is, you know, well, if you, if you don't get enough sleep, you'll, you'll be cranky, uh, and, and that's no fun for everyone. Uh, sleep is really healthy for you. It's important for your brain. It's important for your body. It's what keeps you healthy. Sleep is really, really important. Uh, it's very important to be rested. I know it's more fun to stay up, but, and it's also easy to forget how tired you're going to be tomorrow because in the moment, you just want to stay up, and, but you know, recognize that well, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's really good for you. It's going to be happier for you tomorrow, happier for everyone. And also, you know, as I've sort of said recently, it's important, I think, to explain to her that you need time with mommy. You know, because we've explained to Izzy, it's like, well, after you go to bed, you know, we still have some cleanup to do. We have some chatting to do. We, you know, we got to brush our teeth. We got to bathe, all this kind of stuff. Yep. And, and, and I, you know, I really want to spend time chatting with your mom. I love playing with you uh, and I love playing with you and mom. But I also want to spend some time, you know, adult time with, with your mom. And that's really, really important to us. That, that really- uh, and I think that's actually healthy for a kid to hear because if it's all about them and the parents are like, it's not a triangle. It's just a Y, so to speak, with all the needs pouring into the child and right. there's no connection to the top of the Y. I don't think that they get a secure an understanding of the marriage as they should. Right. That makes sense. I um, yeah. and 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 we have actually that particular point. Uh, we have done, you know, we, we need you to go to bed because you know, we can't go to bed until you you go to bed. And uh, mommy and daddy are really tired. You know, sometimes it's just one or the other of us. Um, right, and, but those, those that's still not your need for each other, which I assume right. is is obviously important because well, we, you know, Lord knows that the the intimacy in a marriage can drain away like sand in an hourglass. <laughs> kids needs right well yeah so we, we we've also done that i think i i think i haven't emphasized that enough um and i certainly will take that back and uh and try to apply it but um but it has come up and we and we have said that you know this is right. mommy and daddy time and we need to spend time together just like we spend time with you um and and we we have started that conversation and i think i'll 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 redouble it um, and not need, right? Because it's you have to be re- ruthlessly honest with your kids, right? And and trying to get the difference between need and want is really important at the same time. <laughs> That's that. I want you don't need to. You could go without. You mean you live, right? I need food and water. I want to, right? So trying to because she says she needs everything, right? right. So said, yes. No, no, no. The difference between need and want, uh, so that we can help. Now, needs we don't negotiate. Wants we do negotiate, right? We don't negotiate the need of of water. <laughs> well, let's see if you want water or not. Or you get water, right? You get food and all of that. But but 
getting her to understand. So you've got to be really clear, I think, about the difference between needs and wants because needs are non-negotiable and wants are. Uh, and that really helps, uh, I think, frame that. So is this a need or is this a want? And, uh, you know, then you can negotiate. Does that? That's, uh, that's a good point. I'm, I will uh, I'll make sure we apply that as well. So once you get the clock, then uh, I don't know, what's, what, what's her ideal bedtime? Um, well, it, 4 p.m. My wife and I have not come, not reached consensus on this quite yet. Um, the the uh, the ideal bedtime is based on her ideal wake time, and her ideal wake time is around 8:30. So um, I'm sorry, what's a wake time? 8:30. Oh, a wake time. Sorry, I'm sorry, it's a bedtime. Okay, so you say you want to want to get to bed by 8:30. Um, well, we know we'd like her to be up uh, by 8.30, so then it's just a simply, simply a question of how much sleep do we want to get from there. Well, let's just say 9.30 or, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's just say let's 10 o'clock because it's easy to say whatever. So so, um, so if you point – you get to get understand that the time slice called an hour, right? So uh, obviously you explain to her how the clock works and this measures time and then she'll ask you what time is and you'll be like – I don't know, it's a magazine, like life. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so you come up with that. But you have to keep pointing out, look, you see, it's 5 o'clock. Oh, look, it's 6 o'clock. And if you've got one that, what, one that chimes and has a pendulum, I mean, my daughter loves pendulums. So, you know, it's so much the better, right? Um, if there's one that winds up, you know, again, that's something that they can do. So then they get a sense of time, right? And then say, okay, so here, you know, it's getting to be this. And she she can see, right, the, the, the hand moving and, and so on, right? And so you can sort of put two little pictures up, right? So when the clock says this, here's when we're going to start getting ready. Now you're going to tidy up your toys, so we're going to put things away, blah, 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 right? And so it, is it there yet? No. Is it, there? it sort of becomes a game when it matches. And then that's when she does the tidy up. And for us, it's like 15 minutes of, of tidy up and, you know, have milk or whatever. And at this time, we go upstairs. Now I'm going to brush your teeth and wash your face and, and pajamas and story time and nanny or whatever, right? And that's, um, uh, that, that gives her a sense of predictability and structure because, remember, kids live so much in the now that everything is a surprise, right? So, I mean, <laughs> oh, my God, is it bedtime again? We did that already. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, yeah, getting that. Everything is a surprise. And so um, it's like, uh, you know, when you bring a plane in for landing, you're adjusting, you're, you know, you don't just sort of, you know, just turn the engines off and go splat. And so that preparation and that and, and that getting ready and that sort of soft landing to bedtime rather than the child just sort of feels like a skyhook just rips them out of their playpen and drums them into bed or whatever, right? Or hit, it takes them out of their play area. And so if there's that sort of gentle preparation and so on, then we have found that to be helpful. We actually have tried alarms as well, like on the on the iPad, that the alarms go off. Oh, that's the first alarm. What does that mean? Time to tidy up toys. And she's that's a sort of structure uh, and uh, and so on. She didn't actually like the alarms too much. She wanted to run away from them all the time, so we stopped that. But that's a way that did work for a while, and that gives her a sense of you know it's getting closer. And and when things get closer to children slowly, it feels inevitable. If that makes any sense, yeah. like when stuff surprises them, they immediately want to dig their heels in. But if it's a, if it's a slow sort of creepy <laughs> creeping up, so not creepy, a slow creeping up progression, it's almost irresistible. If that makes any sense. Yes, yes, it does. It makes complete sense. Um, and you can stick on the you know on the on the clock. If you stick it on and says you know clean up time and then uh, you know upstairs time, then it's like. It, it almost becomes like the clock telling her to go to bed. Hey, don't don't blame me. This is just what the picture says. Right. Right? We, we, and, and that's really helpful because she's not going to argue with the clock if that makes any sense. And that, that completely makes sense. You know, hey, it's out of my hands. It's not just a good idea. It's the clock law. <laughs> you know? I wish there was a court of appeal, but there's no second clock you can appeal to. I'm so sorry. That's you know, and you can kind of make it a joke, or whatever. 
No, and the other knowing, thing knowing my was, knowing my daughter, she would she would find a, a clock somewhere in the house that had the batteries out. Yeah, yeah. Or she'll find a clock lawyer. She'll draw a clock lawyer to yeah. take up her case or whatever. Um, so that uh, uh, it, it becomes more impersonal. And the second thing, of course, is is you know negotiate or whatever, right? As you know, right? So fine. so you don't just impose the time on her, but you sort of say, here's how much sleep you need. Uh, if you get up at eight thirty, here's where it goes back to. And you know, obviously, if you're in the middle of something. A little bit of flexibility is okay. But I think may, uh, first of all, I find the rules got to be really clear, and then you can negotiate sort of down the road once she's. Uh, once she's used to them. The second thing that I have found to be very helpful is to give her a sense of humor about herself. So um, uh, to get her to understand that she says no a lot is really important. Uh, and you can sort of point it out in a sort of gentle, fun way. Oh, look, you're saying no again. What a shock. You know, oh, my goodness. How many no's? We actually kept a no chart on the fridge for a little while. So we put a little <laughs> line on there every time she said no. And then she would stop saying no because she was seeing it fill up pretty quickly. So to get her to get a sense, like you can tell her a story about, you know, here's my daughter. She loves going to bed at night. She, she, there's nothing she likes more than broccoli. And boy, if she can get her teeth brushed, she's about the happiest girl in the whole world. And no, no. So, so she can get a sense that that you know that she doesn't like to do it and it's it's a little bit more funny than it is frustrating. Right. Uh, and so are you saying no again? And then my daughter gets seized up because she can't say no to that <laughs> again. <laughs> so if you can sort of get her to understand that it's it's a little bit funny it's and, and it's a compliment. Say, listen, I'm really happy that you want to play with me. I feel very – it makes me so happy that you want to play. We want to keep playing with me. I mean that's a, that's a wonderful thing to hear. I'm very happy about that. And I, I sort of explained that. And the other thing that I would say is that um, last annoying bit of empty-headed lecturing, but the last thing that I would say is uh, don't don't ever impose rules in the moment. And you know this, right? But I just wanted to sort of mention in case this ever becomes a podcast. But to say um, you can't um, – you know, so you have to set this stuff up in the morning. Like, hey, and, and reference that it's going to be a change. You know, we're going to try this new way that we're going to have a happier time going to bed because you don't like going to bed, do you? No, I don't like going to bed. And we understand that and we'd love to play with you all night the same way that we'd all love to eat cupcakes and uh, you know get as big as a house, but we can't do that. we got to be responsible, blah, blah. So we're going to try and find a new way. And here's what we'd like to do. Tell us what you think and all that sort of, you know, would you like it this way or would you like it that way? You know, we'd like to get a clock. Would you like a clock with numbers or do you want a clock, you know, you can take her out and, and say which clock do you want to choose for uh, for bedtime and, and whatever, that kind of stuff. And then what stickers do you want to sort of clean up time and put those on the clock and, you know, really sort of get her involved in the process so that she knows it's coming. And, you know, you've got to be an annoying reminder guy all day uh, to say, hey, remember, we're doing this new thing at nighttime tonight. And again, there's that sense of inevitability that comes about with that kind of preparation that uh, we have found has taken most, if not all, of the conflict out from uh, uh, from from getting, getting to bed. But because she's still napping, so getting to bed in the afternoon and getting to bed at night. Yeah, we, we, we found that, you know, unless we take car drives... Um, Meta's not really napping during the day. Um, obviously her brother is, which is, which is the other, the other half of the thing that we're trying to figure out the best approaches for, <laughs> because it's, it's, it's of course one thing to have an almost three-year-old in the house and, and have to be gentle with her. Oh, and I can't, I can't I'm not going to try and, uh, uh, give you any advice on that because I think that's well, it's, 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 you know, I'll, I'll tell, I'll just share with you and maybe you might have a flash of inspiration or something, but, um, they, um, they, it's not, we haven't had a problem, at least as far as I can tell with resentment or jealousy yet of, you know, how come this screening kid takes priority over what we were doing just now? Um, that, that seems to have been pretty well accepted and understood as from what I can tell. Um, 
But to get her to understand that certain actions that might be fun when we do them with her or that when she does them with us uh, can be potentially harmful to him because he's so fragile. Right. Um, and so the, like the other day, um, she, he was laying on the bed and she went and got a box of toys and brought it over next to him. And, and you know, though, that's great. She wants to play with her brother and they're going to share the toys and, and they do for a little while. And then at some point she picks up a toy and drops it on top of him. Um, which is fine when it's you know a small stuffed animal or whatever. There's there's not really a, a, a chance of harm, but when it's like blocks, then you go well. Okay. okay, now we have to do something about that because I knew I know it was an accident, but you're still you know you could hurt him. Um, one time there was there was one thing that she did. Uh, he has one of those little jumper things um, that's like spring loaded so that he can sort of stand up straight and jump up and down. Um, and she was walking over to it and shaking it like side to side. And obviously he was bouncing around. Um, and so I was trying to explain to her that, that that wasn't good, that that was going to hurt him. And, and she was very insistent. No, he likes it. The baby likes it. I said, no, honey, he doesn't. I'm going to show you what that feels like just so you can understand that it would be painful for him. Um, and I did it like twice. And she was like, Whoa, that was really unpleasant. I'm like, yeah, that's my, you go only know it through experience that doesn't actually feel good. He's not enjoying that. And she stopped right away. But then I felt really guilty because I'm like, did I just abuse my child? I'm not really sure if that was the right thing to do for her to understand that that wouldn't feel good. I mean, I can make a suggestion um, that, that because we don't have that so much. Obviously, we, we don't have a second sibling. But what we do have, of course, is our daughter is getting bigger and stronger. And so the stuff that she could do, like jumping on me when she was smaller, she she can't do now, right. you know, at least not without me being braced under, right. you know, like a garbage can lid shaking like a <laughs> girl guide in a high, high breeze. But, uh, but so she, we have to sort of explain to her she's getting bigger, she's getting stronger, and so this stuff, you know, we can't do. You know how you can do all these cool things? This means you can't do some of the other things, blah, 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 right? But what you could do is um, the, the, I, always, I try as much as I can to, to correct her not by example but by principle because I really wanted to sort of understand the principles, right? So what you could do is she's putting forward a principle, and the principle is because again, children in my experience are UPB machines. So this works really this works really well for me. I think it works for you. The principle is that even though her brother is brother, right? Her brother is complaining. She thinks that he's enjoying it, right? Even though he's not, right? Right. So you can say to her, "But wait a second. So am I then allowed to tell you that you like something even when you don't?" What's she going to say to that? Right. Right. So you don't like broccoli. Am I? Uh, can I tell you what? What will you say if I say you like broccoli? You'll say no, right? And who's right? Well, I'm right, says the kid. Right. Right. So I can't tell you that you like something that you don't like, right? And in the same way, you can't say whether your brother likes that or not. He, only he can say that. And he was not laughing. And he – I don't know. Again, I don't know the details, but something like that. Right. So that you can get a principle that she cannot say whether somebody else likes something or not. Right. Because it's up to the other person to say that. She can listen, but she can't say that. And I think that's something that, that – that to me is more like a, a concept lesson rather than an instance example. Yeah. I, I, I understand. I agree. I'll give you – this is not ex directly related, but I'll sort of give, you, give you an example of something that I had the other day where – 
uh, I was, uh, you know, I, I, Isabella was delaying going to the grocery store and I was like, oh, we got to go, we got to go. And she wanted to delay. And I said, okay, well, we'll delay half an hour, we'll go, right? And then I said, but then we have to go in, in a hurry. And so anyway, we were going and um, she was dawdling a little bit, but not too bad. And then she lifted up, just as I'm putting her shoes on, she lifted up a little uh, basket and she saw her coat in there for a wash and she got upset because she said, Mike, Mike, the coat doesn't want to be washed. The coat wants to be dirty, right? And um, she's been correcting me on a whole bunch of things. Like when I anthropomorphize something that is no longer <laughs> anthropomorphized <laughs> for her, she will very clearly tell me, you know, that's just a ball daddy. He doesn't have feelings. You know, <laughs> that's just a ball daddy. He doesn't have hands, you know, whatever, right? Is the ball happy to be bounced? It's just a ball daddy. I don't have hands, right? So I know that she'll, so I, but I didn't want to do that right away because, again, it's always a tough line between reality and imagination. Right. But I did say, well, why doesn't he want to be washed? And she says, he, does, she doesn't like the, he doesn't like the washing machine. Oh, well, why doesn't he like the washing machine? Because it goes round and round and it's loud, right? And I said, so he doesn't like it because it goes round and round and it's, it's loud. She said, yes. And I said, uh, well, but you like the merry-go-round, right? And she, she paused because she's like, uh-oh, I've been trapped. <laughs> <laughs> Crapped. It's time to pretend I'm six months old again, right? Because we had just like a week or two before gone to America round, and right. it was very loud there. But she really liked it. And said, so that goes round and round, and it's very loud. So maybe he doesn't mind it. How do you know, right? Um, he told me. And, but she said it in a way that she just knew she wasn't going to get away with that, right? <laughs> um, and I said, um, I said, well, I don't think he did because he's just a coat. <laughs> I don't think he did. And I said, you know, you feel sad about something. And maybe you're scared of something. But I don't think it's true that the coat is scared of something because the coat is just a coat. And then and we and it doesn't really matter what, but we ended up talking about how she was feeling. Right. Um, and, you know, basically the coat is getting too small for her and she's, you know, kind of nostalgic. And it was really to do with with that than anything else. But sort of getting her to to uh, understand the principle that if she says something like, well, it, it's loud and it goes round and round and therefore it doesn't like it, that I can break that principle by providing examples from her own life, which gets us off that and onto something else that's more productive. So again, just try and work with the principles of instruction rather than, well, see, you don't like it when I, because you don't like it when I do this doesn't actually help her the next time with something different, right. if that makes any sense. Yes, yes, but if she gets right. that she can't say what anyone else is enjoying, but has to rather pay attention to whether they are in fact enjoying it or not, I think that helps in all circumstances, if that makes sense. Yes, uh, it, it absolutely does. Um, I, I like the strategy very much. Yeah, concepts over instances is, is my mantra as a, as a parent. Anything that I can teach at a conceptual level or a universal level, I think A is good for her philosophical brain uh, and B is something that she can reference hopefully for the rest of her life. Right. Uh, I mean, so, well, it, it should accelerate, accelerate her learning. Um, absolutely. Yes, and, and I think it has because when I teach her a concept, it's very, very rare that she then will later break that concept. Whereas if I teach her instances, it doesn't translate to the next thing that's slightly different. Right. 